Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Espresso Agent. The key to success in real estate is confidence, especially when it comes time to call prospects. Espresso Agent gives you that confidence with the best for sale by owners and expired contacts delivered directly to your inbox seven days a week. Up to 90% of our contacts have phone numbers and the most cell phone numbers on the market. Every day, you can dial with confidence when you dial with Espresso Agent. Visit EspressoAgent.com forward slash agents. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents podcast. And I think you're going to want to listen to this one, uh, not because the, this is any better than any other one, but this one has a really fascinating story. We're going to be interviewing a gentleman today from New York who has had a very successful career in real estate and now even with some other companies like a multimedia company that we're going to talk about. Uh, But what makes this story so fascinating, and by the way, we didn't time this this way, uh, but just so happens that we just happened to get connected to this gentleman who has a history of when he was a younger gentleman. Uh, ended up going to jail for vehicular manslaughter and actually spent four or five years in jail, which he's going to tell us about. And the reason I bring this up and the reason it's so fascinating to me is that if somebody like this can overcome something like that, which is far surpasses anything that will happen to any of us in our lives, I'm fairly confident we can overcome what we're going through right now. And again, this I'm speaking at the time of recording. I don't know exactly how it will be in a couple of weeks when this comes out. However, I assume we're going to still be in this unique time with the coronavirus. Uh, and so I think this is going to be a very, very relevant conversation today. So let me welcome Mr. Keir Weimer to the show. Keir, welcome. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Jeff, super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Grateful for the opportunity to connect with you and you know your co-host, Tristan and Nick, and the entire Lab Code Agent community. Uh, super excited for our conversation. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get started and let's just uh, rewind the clock. So let's, you know, the first question I always ask is, tell us how, about your, your past. Tell us how you came up in the industry, which uh, I believe is going to start uh, when you were in college, correct? Yeah. Let's, I think that's important. So I will start with what you touched on, which is a, a very tragic accident that happened in college uh, that changed the trajectory of my entire life, how I live, and, and unfortunately and very tragically took the life of a Rewind back to 2006, I was a senior at Syracuse University, um, just turned 23, was finishing a degree, um, got into an alcohol-related boat accident on a lake in upstate New York um, with six of my friends, and one of my friends... Uh, passed away as a result. All my other friends were seriously injured. It was about the most horrific scene and accident you can imagine from a night of um, what we thought was innocent fun out with friends and um, within a snap of a finger, completely over and changed forever. As a result of my choice to drive that night, thinking I was in the best shape to get everybody home, I was charged with numerous crimes and I ended up pleading guilty to what I was charged with because I was guilty of that, was driving under the influence. Um, and I ended up serving um, three and a half years in prison, was sentenced to serve two to six, up to six years. And it changed everything. It changed my entire uh, trajectory in life. My, my 20s became one of how to respond and adapt to tragedy and deal with the emotions, the guilt, the shame, the remorse, the depression, the anxiety, all that surrounding it, having to find a way to live in a new foreign world that I had no experience in, adapting to 
you know, a place where you are known simply by a number and you have no freedom. You're told when to eat, use the bathroom and, and, and how to live your life. And then upon release, how do I start a new life, right? How do I create something of impact and purpose and contribution and try to seek redemption, right? Because when things happen like that, most people will never experience something that drastic and tragic to hit a bottom, if you will, right, from which to build from. I firmly believe the most successful people in life and the most fulfilled are those that have experienced a very low bottom, right, have failed um, once or several times and have understood the, the emotions attendant to that and have been able to build from it, right, as a low point. So for me, it was this horrible accident and tragedy, which I wish every day I could have reversed. But I will say getting sent away to prison for my freedom was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it allowed me to mature, to get self-reflective and honest with myself and what led me to that dark place, right? Which was an alcohol problem that had developed and progressed over the years to a point where I didn't even realize it was a problem until this happened, right? And it allowed me to get really serious and introspective and commit to a new way of living, which started with not ever drinking again or, or being in that lifestyle. So I committed to that when I was away. I started to get help and be in, you know, the rooms as they say, and started speaking to, you know, inmates and started to attend a rehab in there in the facility and institution and got around education about addiction for the first time ever in my life. And it allowed me to make that commitment to my friend who was no longer there and to myself that A, I was going to forgive myself for an accident that was horribly tragic, but unintentional, right? Two, as I knew I could never live that way again, right? I could never put people in that danger again. And I didn't want to sacrifice my future. So I knew I had to just not live that way. And three, I wanted to commit myself to a massive life of impact and contribution when I got out. So every day after that day was kind of a, a build upon the prior, right? And it was growth in every sense from spiritually and physically, the best shape of my life when I was away to reading 250 books to, you know, authoring my first book, which we published when I got out to speaking and, and contributing my knowledge and experience to others to help them in their journey, right? with addiction or, or bad habits or what, what have you. And, and that was really the foundation, uh, Jeff. And then if you fast forward a little bit to when I got out, you know, this was 2012. I was, you know, living at home on my parents' couch, no job, curfew, no license, completely broke, actually in debt. Um, and so below zero and was realizing as I read the last denial letter from graduate school, got denied from six graduate programs where I thought I to do a JD MBA, to reposition my life, right? To, to try to define it by education and a new start. Well, none of those schools thought that I was worthy of that. So I instantly had another wall, right? I was confronted with another wall. And how do we break through that to get to the other side? And a big lesson for listeners is when we're confronted with these obstacles and challenges, I firmly believe we can't shirk from them. We need to rise to the challenge. We can't run around the wall. We can't back away from the wall. We literally have to find a way through the wall. And for me, I had a moment of epiphany in that summer of 2012 when I was sitting reading that last letter, which was this, I have to be an entrepreneur. I have to be in control of my own fate, right? I have to create a path in this world because I'm not entitled to anything. Nobody's going to give me anything after what happened. And if I don't do that, I'm going to be continually let down by hiring managers, companies, firms, recruiters telling me I'm not good enough because of what happened, that scarlet letter, right, of prison. So at that moment, I decided I needed to be an entrepreneur. And I thought, well, what do I have the skills in? Well, nothing in the world at age 29 or 30. But I knew that I liked real estate from college. I'd read about it a lot. I always wanted to get into it, didn't know how. And I said, well, where do you start in real estate? 
you get a license. So that was the origin story, if you will, was I got licensed that summer and that was the beginning of my real estate career. Awesome. Awesome. And I think the one thing that uh, you mentioned there was, you know, what defines most successful people are failures, but we're talking about failures in business. We're talking about maybe bankruptcy. We're talking about foreclosures. We're talking about just making poor decisions. This is a this is a failure of, of epic proportion by comparison. And I think, again, relating it back to what we're going through in our world today, uh, it is so relevant uh, for, I think, a lot of us to hear because so many of us are living in fear right now of, of the unknown. And I couldn't imagine what you were going through uh, in, in, you know, where, when you were in prison. I mean, I can't even imagine what that would be like. And you did write a book about it called A, a Quest for Redemption. Was that the one that you wrote in uh, while you were in prison? Correct. That was it, Jeff. Yep. So, so yeah, because I'm curious, um, what, what was that? What was the, the book about? I mean, obviously a quest for redemption, but, but more specifically to you, because I haven't read it. Uh, what, what, uh, give us a little, little snip of what that was about. Sure. That was a book chronicling my time in there, the experiences, the stories, the challenges, as well as those of the people that I witnessed, my friends, people I saw in there. It's a collection of short stories, all autobiographical, nonfiction, true stories, names changed. And we've also donated 100% of the proceeds of that to Make-A-Wish and to SAD. So that's been a great project to help drive the mission statements of organizations that I'm passionate about, but also show people a glimpse into a world that we really don't pay much attention thinking about, you know. Um, And we can talk later on about a, a second book. I'm a writer. I love writing. always have, and I love to read. But we just released a second book, which is really aimed at helping inspire people to break through these challenges, to get to the next level in their life and career. Um, and I'm excited to, to share that as well, because that's a, a passion project close to, close to my heart. I love it. And, and the book he's referring to is called Live Inspired, uh, which yep. is also has a whole heck of a lot of relevance. So, you know, so let's talk about, you know, kind of your, the progression now then in real estate. So we got past Perfect. what led to it. Uh, you know, so, so what, I guess, what was your progression in real estate and, and sure. what would you say are, you know, kind of the keys to your success and, and what, and where are they? Like, I know it's in luxury specifically <laughs> you start there. Um, let's, let's give the audience a little bit more about how, uh, how that, how that's happened. Sure. Um, so to not go on too long, but I want to give you that. So that from that point where I left off to what I became, I guess, what I was considered successful as an agent, that first year was tough as most agents on your <laughs> podcast can attest to. The first year in this business really stinks. It's tough. I went an entire year, though. Most agents don't do this. An entire year without one sale, Jeff. Not one dollar of income, zero. And I went into debt forty thousand dollars in marketing, advertising, admin, you name it, trying to build a brand. But here's the thing: I learned how to do one key skill that formed the foundation of the rest of my career, and that was this: how to list high-end properties. I emerged out of that first year with thirty million dollars in high-end inventory, over thirty listings, most seven figures and up. So that was a huge win. In that 13th month, the first one sold, next one sold. That second year, I did almost 10 million, was top of my company, went from not filing a tax return to one of the highest brackets. And that was the foundation that kind of catapulted everything. Wow, that's that's impressive. So what would you say, because that's interesting, and I'm sure I'm thinking it, I'm sure listeners thinking it, you spent 12 months trying to build business how did you do that? And did you kind of foreshadow that that was going to take that much time, which, because I don't think many humans can can sustain that. They can't stomach not making a penny for 12 months. 
I know. And I, I would say most don't need to, but I was targeting the very high end of the market, the 1%, right? There are vacation homes in an area of upstate New York that takes a while to sell, sometimes over a year, year and a half average days on market. So most people aren't in markets that elongated. But what I would say is, to break down and answer your question, I would say there's a couple of keys to my strategy. One was, it's all about the mindset, right? We say that a lot in this business and in life, but you have to develop an ironclad mindset focused on your vision, right? And I had a relentless commitment to my vision, which was being successful no matter what I had to do. I was going to find a way to create a life that didn't define me by the accident, but define me by what I did yesterday, right? And who I was today. So that was huge. And I'll talk more about what that consists of later. Two was I knew I needed to build a rock solid personal brand. I had to be different than the other agents. I had to cut an edge in the market and I had to find a way to appeal and compete with 30 year veteran agents that were doing the bulk of the business. And the third was I had to have tenacity and an ability to persevere and a work ethic that was better than anybody out there. So I combined those three and I would say that's kind of the, the trifecta, the three pronged approach, if you will, to the stool that was the foundation of that early success. That's interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk specifically about the branding piece, which, you know, that's a big focus of my business. And it took me about, uh, you know, about 15 years to really figure that out and, yep. and really realize I need to. And, and it took me, it took us moving companies that shifted my mindset to say, okay, now I have to compete with my old company. How am I going to do that? I better differentiate myself. But for whatever reason, it took that many years. And I feel like as a, as a young entrepreneur, young agent, most don't think about branding. They think more about where am I going to get my next deal from? And so am I going to buy a lead? Am I going to call Fizbo's? Am I going to door knock? What yeah. am I going to do? Um, and so, you know, I guess, first of all, how did you find that mindset? How, how did you figure that out, that branding was so important early? And would you recommend that to a young agent getting started today? And if so, well, wh whether or not, you, no matter how you answer that question, what did you do specifically to brand yourself and differentiate yourself? Great question, Jeff. And I love that we're talking about this. One of my favorite things to talk about, I speak about it a lot on, you know, at Inman events and various uh, conventions I speak at. So I would say one of the most important things in becoming successful and creating longevity. So right, not just a one-stop success over a sale or a year, but like long-term career success is building that's differentiated from the other agents out there and that speaks directly and adds value to your ideal client avatar, right? Your audience that you're trying to attract and, and, and work with. I would say there's different elements to that. We can do a, a deeper dive in a second, but the reason why for a new agent and even a seasoned agent, why that's so important, but why it might need to be done in tandem with the things that we're taught, which is the scrappy, proactive, you know, prospecting of getting business quickly, right? Those are important things and there's strategies for that lead gen because the building the personal brand is a little bit of a longer tail strategy, but here's the reason why it's so valuable. Because once you start to build that brand and fund it or fuel it with unique content, right, that speaks to the fears, the needs, the desires, and the wants of your ideal client, and once you start to brand yourself aesthetically, visually, with your content, et cetera, in a way that's different, right, that cuts an edge, what that does is it starts to attract your ideal client to you, meaning you're not having to go chase them and be the realtor that calls the 10th time by 9 a.m. on the first day of an expired listing. Who wants to run a practice 
based solely on that, right? Because that's a tough grind. Constantly getting told no, hung up on, competing with agents. I'd rather, like I've done with my team and personal brand, build a brand that already gets ahead of it so that people are contacting us because they, they know our results, they've seen our marketing, there's already a level of trust, right? And our apparatus in the marketplace has done that. So now I'd say seven or eight out of 10 leads are inbound leads, people that have seen our marketing digitally, in print, direct mail, whatever, have worked with us in the past, a referral, a client, somebody is contacting us though because they identify us as the experts in the high end. That's where I think all agents would like to be eventually, right? That and a referral-based practice, but it doesn't happen overnight, right? It took me one to two years to get there. So I would say build the lead gen systems that are scrappy, proactive, prospect-based early while you're building your brand, knowing that that will take a little time to ruminate and manifest, but boy, that's, that's where you want to be long-term. Totally agree. To- totally agree. And, and, and ironically, I speak on the same exact stuff. And, and I think the biggest reason why most don't or can't do it is because of the time that it takes to get there. Yep. And so it's even, even if they can mentally get past that hurdle, once they get into it, they quickly vacate it because they got to pay their bills. Right. And yeah. so again, you know, so let, let's go back to the branding specifically what would you say are probably some of the key elements that you use to brand yourself? Like I know what I can say and it's video is a big one um, and it's unique video and it's a lot of authenticity, but what is the answer? Everybody on LCA knows that about me, but what about you? What was, what are some of the key elements that you used to differentiate yourself? Which by the way, this was not in today's world. Today's world, it's a whole different world of branding than it was 10 or 15 years ago. So, so I'd like to hear how the, how that went down. Sure. I'll rewind. So in 2013, when I started my business, really, that was the first full year as a single agent. Started my team two years later, 2015. 2013, I believe at the end of the year, I bought a drone. They were just coming out. Nobody was using them, especially in real estate. And then the next year, I bought a Matterport. The first edition Matterport was like six grand. People were like, why would you spend that money on that? These are the reasons why. I took professional photography, professional video, and technology really seriously. And I implemented, in, implemented those technologies into my business early to do two things. One, to better showcase and present my listings, right? Because I was a listing-focused agent with a high-end portfolio that needed to have that treatment where none of the other agents were doing it. They were shooting seven-figure listings still with iPhone photos, no video, no Matterport, no drone, all the way until literally 2016, 17, maybe even later, a lot of them. So that immediately set apart my inventory and allowed it to sell in less time and then through that and negotiating for more money on average, that was huge. Differentiated the, um, the way in which we marketed clients' properties. Two was it also set me up and positioned me as an expert, right? Somebody who was tech forward, the new generation, right? Somebody who was willing to invest in their business. Whereas a lot of these other tired agents in this fragmented resort market, and I'm saying, you they weren't doing that. So I believe technology, but also really professional visual assets. By that, I mean photography is not dead. It is hugely important from a listing marketing standpoint, but also professional photography of yourself, the lifestyle and the destination that you represent itself. Because we don't just sell brick and mortar. We sell lifestyles and destinations, which our homes are located in, right? So the home is the place for somebody to enjoy a lifestyle and a destination. So we need to be marketing that in a very beautiful and distinct way. And then video, we started using video 
towards, I'd say 2014-ish, 15 at the property level. Nobody was doing it. Cost us a lot, over a thousand each one. People are like, why are you doing this? Because we started to get views, thousands of views, then over 10,000. Some, we had over 100,000 views on a property video of a waterfront mansion. That's crazy in our area. Nobody watches videos like that. And that was like a $50 boost. So by implementing technology, by being aesthetic and visually based, right? And by doing those things first, so being first movers, boy, that gave us such an edge, Jeff. So let me ask you a couple of questions. And I'm asking, I think I know the answers, but I'm going to ask you. So to simplify what he just said, he was an early adopter, right? It's, it's obviously like right now, you can't just say, that's the strategy. I'm going to get a drone and I'm going to get a Matterport because it's already, it's already done, right? Everybody's already doing it. it. They may even be gone. I mean, drones died down and Matterports died down. It's not as popular as it probably was. Yep. Uh, but I think the key here is, is being an early adopter. Correct. And what, I'll give you an example that we talk about all the time lately uh, because I'm always a, a social, I'm always contributing from a social media standpoint is TikTok and everybody doesn't understand why TikTok. And my answer is because you want to be an early adopter. I, I'm not yeah. saying TikTok might not be relevant. It might not be, but here's what will happen. Zuckerberg will copy it and it will be built in. It's already being built into Instagram. And so yeah. understanding the technology and how to use it puts you that much further ahead when everybody else does it, right? So great point. I would say, yes, the moral of the story is identify the technology that will meaningfully move the needle in your business and implement it early. Take a risk, go do it. To your point, just like Snapchat, TikTok is a platform that speaks to a younger demographic that is increasingly becoming more wealthy, right? That is out there going to be buying more things in the next five to 10 years. So get on there first, even if it's just building some content in a platform, doesn't take a ton of time, but I guarantee you most other agents aren't doing it, right? So identify two or three of those, not 10, right? Don't, you know, don't go a mile wide and an inch thin, go a mile deep, right? And an inch wide and just take a couple of them and implement them into your business. I think that, that's the moral of the story, and it changes as we know. Technology and Murphy's, or um, uh, what is it? Not Murphy's law. The, you know, the the speed and the, um, the evolution of technology changes like two or three x every eighteen months. I forget the name of it, but the point is like things are always changing, so you've got to stay on this. Like if you're not reading the headlines on like or other important blogs, right, or staying at, um, up to date with the posts and lab code agents, which again is cutting edge on what's out there, what's working from a tech and marketing standpoint, you need to be doing that. Yep. I, I 100% agree. So the other piece I wanted to ask you about uh, what you're doing too is, is I think a lot of people uh, get lost in the, like the, the drone footage or the Matterport and they, they're so lost in using that technology to sell a property. They forget that actually doing that is probably more powerful to actually gaining more listings than it is for actually selling the properties. Yeah. Would you agree? I would. It serves two purposes. It, it positions you as the expert that uses this technology where other sellers don't see anybody using it or few. And they're like, well, that's what I want for my property. Let's at least talk to him. Right. So that produces inbound leads. And two, it just allows better engagement with buyers. It ends up like doubling page view time. Right. You um, it's another asset you can disseminate through your social channels and boost it's another way to show properties virtually. So be doing this stuff. If you don't have to buy a camera, I think the cameras now are like 2000 or significantly less, but you don't have to do that. 
there's operators out there that will do it. And right now, they'll do it at a negotiated lower price because they need business too. So take advantage of that. Just try to do things that are a little bit different, right? When everybody's going one way, try to swim the other and identify a few you know, pieces of technology, a few different unique marketing ways that can move the needle. Here's another one. Right now, in this era of COVID, I'm counseling our students and you know clients at Sophisticated Agent, my training platform, to be the thought leaders that your market, that your database, that your prospects need, meaning be out there talking about what this means for the housing market, right? What are these lower rates going to mean? What are What is this new stimulus package? How is that going to affect real estate? Now that in state by state, we're having an inability to almost do our jobs. I don't know about you, but in New York, we literally can't do now. So we're kind of like at a standstill in a way. But here's the thing. It doesn't mean we can't work. One, we have to get creative. You can show properties virtually with your phone, FaceTime, a computer, right? You can have a listing appointment like we're doing now on Zoom. There's other things too that we can do working on our business, not just in it. So when you've been thinking about implementing that new technology, that backend system, using Loop, building a content strategy, well, you know what? Now you got a lot of time, so there's no excuse why you shouldn't be doing that now. So I think it's a matter of mindset and being resourceful and taking advantage of the moment. And if we can get out there and be thought leaders, driving the conversation, it's going to be a whole heck of a lot better and it will produce inbound business when things start to return, as opposed to retracting, having our world get smaller and being driven by fear and uncertainty about what the market might look like in one, three, six months from now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, you mentioned something that's going to take us down another rabbit hole right now is, is, and, and I've said this a lot, everybody's saying this a lot as a real estate agent. And, and by, by the way, I'm in mortgage. So like we're, we're super busy right now. Yeah. Uh, but, but I live in a real estate world because that's what I do. I, it's a lot yeah. of what I do is attracting our business. And so everybody's got time on their hands. So I think it's really important to, it's, it is important to focus on that. Like you have time right now, use it wisely. Yeah. However, you need to figure out that this isn't going to go on forever. It could be a month. It could be two. It could be six. We're not sure. But when we come out of this, if everything that you learned or everything that you applied while you had time, you completely vacate when we come out of this, it was a waste of your time. Exactly. So it's like, what advice would you give somebody being as somebody like yourself who's taken these strategies and executed them at a high level? What, what advice would you give to an agent right now who is sitting there thinking to themselves, yeah, I got all the time in the world. I'm going to go ahead and do all this stuff. But you and I both know coming out of this, most of it's going to go to a graveyard. So what advice would you give to an agent once we come out of this COVID uh, and how they can maintain this momentum that they're going to build with the time that they had when they, when they have less time? I love that question. I would say one, again, focus on maintaining a positive mindset through this. It's real easy to go down the rabbit hole, right? With all the negative headlines, the fear mongering, the doomsday scenarios. Don't do that. Just get the headlines you need and focus on what you can control, which is not the market, right? Although I will say I'm very happy the market's up 20% this week, thank God. And the stimulus is coming. So that is huge for all of us. Um, Two would be spend this time to educate, equip, and position yourself for success when things return to a new normal, right? We have to identify that we don't want to go back to life before because life won't be the same as before. We want to become and grow the person we need to be to succeed in this new era. So now is a great time to invest in yourself. Take that online course you've been wanting to do, right? Double down on the training. Work with a mentor on a coach, right? Be reading things that are positive, uplifting, skill enhancing, right? Implement one to three things in your business. 
a new process, a system, or a technology, now is the time. Do that, create the mindset around it, and then create the commitment to not let it fall to the wayside like you just said when you get back into more full-time working in the business, not just on it. So I think that's what I would say to that. Love it. I love it. I think that's great. So uh, let's let's shift uh, away from the brand now and go back to the mindset because I think sure. you mentioned you wanted to go, you wanted to, to talk more about that. So you, you mentioned your book, Live Inspired. I assume that's got a lot to do with it. So, so tell us a little bit more about how you use uh, your mindset to create your success. Sure. I love this. I love talking about mindset, Jeff. So my mindset I've developed over the years through adversity, challenge, and tragedy to be one that really aids and supports my vision and goals for the future. And what I do is I root my commitment, which is a relentless commitment to my vision, in a couple of things. One is never wanting to return to the place I was in, right? And two is wanting to achieve a massive life of contribution and impact. Those two things, along with a comprehensive system I don't have time to go into, form the foundation of what's allowed me to go 12 years clean and sober, build you know multiple seven-figure businesses, you know, be giving back through books and speaking in other ways, starting a you know charity soon here, um, and really getting to a point in my life where now I can help support other people to expand their success, to build freedom into their business and life, right, and to just become the best version of themselves. That's when I get most excited and most passionate. So a couple of the main elements of my mindset are, again, trying to always find perspective, meaning sometimes we get lost in the moment, right? It could be an external event, bad news, the market falls 15% in one day, like it did Monday almost. And we're immediately in like fight or flight, right? And it's easy for people to just fight and go down that hole of, oh my God, what am I going to do? But we need to get perspective, even if we haven't been through something similar. And this is relatively uncharted, right? Unprecedented times. Like I wasn't in the business through the Great Recession, thankfully, but I was in a worse place. I was serving time. But I still watched it. I learned about it. I saw what it did to agents in the business. And I think what, what we can do here is realize that while it's tough now, we will get through this, right? That saying it too shall pass. And it will because we're a resilient culture and society, right? We have a great government and a great work ethic collectively. You know, we've been through wars, natural disasters, 9-11, recessions, and things have bounced back, right? So I think perspective is key. The next is focusing our mind and our faculties and our energies around the things we can control, not the things we can't. So it doesn't do me any good to fret about what the portfolio looks like because I have zero control over the market. I need to know the long game, which is things are going to be all right. So I'm going to focus now on what we talked about, skill development, positive thoughts, mindset, podcast, books, consumption of things that support me and my vision, right? And I'm going to stay active and find ways to cultivate and maintain my energy. So by that, I mean, being wellness-minded, focusing on what you're putting into your body. Our, our outputs are directly impacted by our inputs. Are you eating right now? Are you, do you have some semblance of a routine, even though it's going to be different with maybe kids at home, right, working from home? What is your adapted fitness routine, right? Now that we don't have access to gyms, are you still getting out? Are you running? Are you doing in-home routines? There's a lot of influencer, influencers out there putting out free routines and content that we can take advantage of, right? So it's being mindful of that and keeping a high level of energy. And then it's just, it's a commitment. It's a commitment to what you want out of life, right? What is your vision? What are your goals? And are you going to build the temerity, right? And the tenacity to persevere through the challenges. Remember when I said earlier on, we can't shy away from the wall. We certainly can't walk around it. We have to find a way to pierce through it. I firmly believe that. And so 
we need to face our fears, right? If we're not good at something, let's not run away from it. Let's do more of it until we become good. I used to be scared of heights. Then I started flying all the time for business. And I got conditioned to the point where, where I used to be terrified of turbulence. When we hit turbulence, I was like, this is awesome. This pilot's got this. There's no way we're going down. So like, it's all up here and how we view adversity and challenge and fear. I love it, man. I love it. And I, and I think that's, that's again, it's, it's so relevant right now because uh, I think everybody is, is doom and gloom. It's like, you know, yeah. and, and if you're not doing all of the things that you just talked about right now and you take this time off, it's going to take you that much more time just to get your first deal going again. So you just cannot stop. So, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you're doing right now. Uh, that's obviously probably a heck of a lot different than what you were doing 30 days ago uh, to yeah. prepare and to continue to thrive and make sure that your business uh, doesn't, you know, it's going to suffer, but doesn't suffer too badly. You know, what are you guys doing? What is your team doing? Yeah. What are you doing individually? Yeah. So we're doing new marketing. We're creating new content strategy. We're doing off the cuff videos. We're being a thought leader. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about what this means for the housing market, right? We're talking about ways to alleviate the fears and concerns of clients on how to still look at view, transact, and buy and sell properties, right? Even though we're at a little bit of a standstill, we don't foresee that ban um, lasting much more than a month, maybe a little bit more. So it's not like it's a a long-term constriction. It's a short-term challenge, right? So it's finding technology, creativity, and initiative to work through. I highly recommend using technology to your benefit now, such as Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, Facebook video, to engage with your database, with your prospects, with your clients. It's easy to set up an appointment like this, right? People are using this socially. Even I had a you know a, a get together with ten of my high school friends this weekend. It was awesome. We connected. Do that for your mind, but also do it for your business. Don't be out of sight, out of mind during this time because you'll be out of sight, out of mind when things do bounce back and recover, right? So try to be out there as hard as it might be. Try to revamp your content strategy to be a little bit more timely, focused on what this crisis means for the housing market and how you're still doing business just in a different way. So that's what I would say. Try to create unique content. It doesn't have to be produced video. Off the cuff, IG stories, right? Facebook Live, it's free. It just takes a little bit of thought on what you want to say. And you can even use, there's apps out there. I'm trying to think of one. Vu video, I think, where you can literally upload a script and it will have a teleprompter on your phone. So if you don't know what to say, you can plan it out word for word and say it on your phone and they won't even know you're reading it. So that's another way if you're not comfortable or confident off the cuff to at least do something, right? So now's a good time to just create, like get out there and create. I love it. I love it. And uh, by the way, a teleprompter, one app that I've used is Big View. B-I-G-V-U is one of them. Okay, there we go. That might have been the one I was thinking of, Jeff. Yep, yep, absolutely. Then there's a ton of other apps that you could be doing. That's And that's another great point, actually, is, you know, most agents don't have a skill set of editing video. Well, yeah. now is the time. I, I was taught by teenagers because I'm fortunate to have them um, yeah. and, and a time when I need them, right, to, to teach me these things. Yeah. But at the same token, like now, get on YouTube. If you have an iPhone, learn how to use iMovie. If you have an Android, go figure out what the equivalent is. And go learn because it's those are the differentiators that we're talking about. So I love it. Awesome. So, you know, what, what other what other things would you that would you want to talk about before we kind of wrap up here uh, that you wanted to include in this conversation? Sure. Um, we've touched on 
the background, the story, we touched on the importance of mindset. We touched on some tactical, right, strategies mm-hmm. and, and things to implement and, and really how to respond and be a leader, right, in this crisis, not somebody who runs from it and shirks responsibility. Let's step up and let's be a leader, right? As tough as that is sometimes, we have people that rely on us. If we're a team leader, it's team members. If we're an agent, it's clients, right? If we're a father or mother, it's kids. If it's, you know, it usually all of those, all of the above and then some, right? So let's make sure that we're providing strength and confidence in the people that look to us by being stable and confident and resilient ourselves. Even if we have low points in times when we do lose it or we go down that rabbit hole, I can try not to do that in public and realize that people look up to us. They need to see a beacon of hope and strength and not just from our political leaders, right? They need it at home. They need it in the office. They need it in the virtual office. They need it in their community group. They need it at church. They need it in all these areas. So let's try to rise to that occasion is what I would say. And then just really be healthy. Follow the guidelines, right, of CDC and government. Stay at home. Let's let this thing pass and realize that short-term pain right now it's going to make the long-term gain come a lot quicker. And I firmly believe that. It's going to be tough the next one to three months. But the thing is, if we don't do the sacrifice now, it's going to be six to 12 months before we recover. So let's try to flatten that curve together. Let's collectively commit to that and sacrifice some things. And lastly, it's let's focus on the things we can control, right? So that is, let's spend this time wisely. Let's be mindful of what we consume from standpoint, right? Positivity standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, from who we have in our life standpoint, really intentional about putting ourselves around positive people, ideas, and things. And then let's also take this time to be working on our business because we can't work in it very well. We're constricted. Let's work on it. So let's implement that technology or that process or that idea you've been talking about for a while. Let's find new ways to be a content leader and thought leader, right? Let's, you know, equip ourselves with new skills. Let's finish that course we started. Let's take a new one. Let's work with a coach or mentor. There's a lot of people out there, myself included, offering a ton of free content for people that maybe don't have the resources or are scared to spend right now. We get it. We're there. So take advantage of this time and don't view it as an opportunity to just get ahead on a new Netflix series. (laughs) 100% on that. And you know, one of the one thing I wanted to expand upon was how you described uh, what we need to be doing as leaders, and I, I, I want to, I want to bring this up because I think a lot of people don't look at themselves as a leader, uh, which you know, like you said, even though you may not be a leader in your career by the technical term, you don't have employees underneath you, or you may not be a team leader or a manager, you know, in that status, right? You are a leader at home for first and foremost. Yep. You you probably have some leadership qualities amongst some of your peers and your friends. But most importantly, because we're talking about real estate, you are a leader to your clients. And so you're going to attract and retain more clients when you exude that positivity. And if you're getting together with your client and they're caught up in fear and they're caught up in the news and you feed it, you're not leading. You're just playing the game, right? And if 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 you can just shift the way you... You, you convey, you know, just just the way you are by, by showing positivity. Like you said, I think you'll find yourself actually gaining more clients, being remembered more, being referred more, retaining more, because people just want to be around you. 
And I love that you said that because it's so simple. Like yep. COVID or not, this is the way you should be all the time. And if you yes. find yourself getting caught up in drama and BS and whatever, it, you, you know, you attract your, your you know, your uh, one of my favorite lines is, is your vibe attracts your tribe. And and that's Always. so true. You know, it's, it's how you are and, and what comes out of your mouth. And and uh, it's really important to really practice that. It's literally practice yep. being positive. And uh, if, if uh, you suck at it, well, then maybe that's something you should be working on. And you need to take a good hard look in the mirror here, too, because I think most of us don't like to think of ourselves as negative people. But uh, and, I, you know, I don't know if you have any take on that. Like, how, how would you even identify yourself? Because I think most people look at themselves as, you know, in, in the best qualities, usually. Uh, so how would you how would you advise somebody to overcome that or or be better at being more positive or, or you know? Good. Good question. One, I agree with 100% of what you just said. I think those are awesome things to, to share with the audience. I'm glad you said it, Jeff. Um, I would say to your question specifically, ask yourself this. If you find yourself or the people you're around often talking about other people um, and not ideas and the future and things that you want to do and accomplish or projects you're working on, you might want to look inward and you might also want to look outward in your circle of friends, meaning I find the most positive, successful, fulfilled people are not concerned with what others are doing or gossiping or falling down the rabbit hole of that. They're focused on supporting their friends and people in their sphere, talking about new ideas and initiatives they're working on and focus on the future. So that's the test I would say. And be ready to be introspective and honest with yourself about that, that maybe, you know, we need to change a little bit of our approach to this and then we might maybe need to change a little bit of our our inner circle if you will and network because we're really a function of the five people we spend the most time with as is our bank account as is our mindset as is everything else so let's make sure those five or ten people are really positive driven value driven principle driven people that we can be proud to call our inner circle yeah i love it i love it that's uh, absolutely true so uh in in, in summary and wrapping up uh, a couple of things one Let's remind the listeners about the books and where can they find those books if they want to uh, if they want to purchase them. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we just launched Live Inspired, Five-Minute Intentions to Energize Your Life and Career. It's a collection of over 60 daily reads, five-minute reads in seven distinct areas. It can help you just live more energetically and more intentionally. Super proud of it. It hit number one Amazon bestseller on day two. Um, you can find it um, on Amazon or I would just drive people uh, to my website. We can learn more about what we're doing. We have a lot of free content for agents on our blog with a free video course and some other things. It would be kierweimer.com, K-E-I-R-W-E-I-M-E-R, or our training platform and courses at sophisticatedagent.com. Don't need me to spell that one. It's long, but Sophisticated Agent, again, we do a lot of um, mentoring, coaching, training. We have a community of high-performing agents across the world. Um, and we have a lot of free content there. We're driving free strategy calls. We have um, a free video mini course, free resources. So it doesn't matter if you don't have funds right now or you're scared to spend them. Get out there and consume the content that people like Jeff, LCA, myself are putting out there because there is a lot of good free content that can help you right now today work on your business and position yourself for success in the next chapter. One million percent. I love it. So, and I assume the kierweimer.com is that. So if anybody wanted to reach out to you and, you know, pick your brain or just, just, you know, somehow be connected to you, is that the best place to find you? Or is there another place? 
Yeah, I would say my website there. You can directly email me there. Um, I'm also big on Instagram handle, you know, at Kier Weimer. It's my personal or our brokerage team is at Kier Weimer underscore team. That's my brokerage team at Engel and Volkers. I would say any of those Instagram DMs really responsive email or a contact form on kierweimer.com is the best. We're also running some um, uh, things now where we're going to be giving away a lot of these eBooks because I just want to get them in people's hands right now. So again, it, we're all about adding value and a lot of it's free and we just want to help agents and, and people kind of get ahead. I love it. And, and don't forget too, the uh, quest for redemption is his other book, which I, I'm, I'm going to admit, I, I want to read that one. Um, yeah. It just sounds <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Man. I'd, I'd love, I'd love to read both of them. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Kier, this has been this has been fascinating, man. It's uh, like I said, this was when I introduced you in the beginning. Uh, this was not intentional. This was just random, right? I mean, this like yeah. a lot of our podcast guests. Some are intentional. Some just find their way to us, and and you're one of those. And uh, the timing is uh, impeccable. So it's it's interesting yeah. how the universe works sometimes. Right? I know. I when I got the the invite, I was like, boy, this is awesome because. I love you guys and what you do and what you put together. And, you know, I, I follow the group. I'm, I'm in there and it, it's, I know a lot of your members and it's pretty awesome. So the timing, you're right, was very serendipitous. Um, and I hope, you know, you guys, depending on your schedule, we can get this out there and help people in a time of need. Yeah, absolutely will, man. I really appreciate you. I'm glad to hear that you, you're a part of the group, that you've been a part of the group. Um, you know, and feel free, contribute in the group. You know, yeah. whenever you have something, please do, please share. Uh, we love it. You're, you're the kind of leader, you're the kind of success story that more agents need to hear from. So thank you again. Thank you for sharing your story. Obviously it's a, it's something that uh, is probably hard to talk to some, uh, talk about sometimes. And, uh, yeah. we really appreciate sharing that because, uh, I think it's important to share. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. And again, thank you for having me on grateful to you guys and, and your co-hosts and the community and to all your listeners. Appreciate the time that you guys took to, to listen. Hopefully you got something out of this um, and it can, you know, inspire, mobilize or, or, or help you just, you know, get through a time where we're looking for answers, right? We're, we're trying to find meaning and create, you know, positivity and structure in our lives. Uh, hopefully this helped in some way. Love it. Love it. Thank you again, Kier. Yep. Thank you, Jeff. Agents Podcasts.